Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show is brought to you by Parry Athletics, the best pair of training shorts in the game. They do rashies, they do shirts, but what I love is they have shorts for you to roll in as well as shorts for you to chill in. I love them because they're so multi-purpose and they look awesome. Now you can get your hands on these and you get 20% off with the code BULLETPROOF20 at checkout. Get yours today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ Podcast. I am JT. I'm here with the ever-present Joey. We're catching up, man. There's a lot to catch up on. There's been some lot of stuff happening in the last little while. We don't actually catch up that much because all we do is fucking podcast. Pretty much. Yeah, and we've got to stay on point, deliver the content you need. But uh, say that, love podcasting. Love podcasting. Love podcasting for you guys. Straight out the gate, Adele Fornarino. Adele Fornarino. Adele, yeah. I love that. He's Adele. like, I'm such a big fan of Adele. I'm like, get a name right, idiot. But it works. Oh, Adele with the 23-second Aoki lock against Tubby BJJ. So, um, who's fastest number one? submission in who's number one? Yep, she tied with Nikki Ryan. Wow. Nikki Ryan got the 23-second. Wow. And that was her who's number one debut, am I It was. Right? Yeah. Fucking cool. And she stepped in for Fionn. So I think Fionn might have had an injury or there was a reason that Fionn couldn't compete. On two weeks' notice... I mean, even that's huge, being able to step in for Fionn, right? Yeah, and that's just... It's like, hey, Kanye can't perform. <laughs> You're up. Yeah. All right, Kid Cudi, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she, she stays in shape. She's always in shape. And I think she actually might have slightly gone up a weight class. She's, she's, she's smaller a, than Fionn, right? Yeah. Like significantly. Significantly, yeah. yeah. Like it's, a, it's probably a 10 kilo difference or more. Okay. And... Um. Yeah, dude, it's, it was so impressive because I think people, I mean, people know Adele's great, but then for her to just come in and just, see you later, everyone's like, oh, shit, you're on notice. Yeah. Everybody's on notice. I mean, Adele is, like, she's not as known, obviously, as Fionn. No. Um, she's, she's new to Black Belt, right? Yeah, but she's established, right? She got silver at Worlds. She was very close to being world champion, but maybe got a little gamed in the final, to be honest. Yeah. Like, and that's experience. It was her first world championship at Black Belt, but she's Brown Belt world champion. And, you know, trials winner and most likely looking to be another trials winner. And competed, right? Last competed ADCC. ADCC, yep. but she fought Fionn first round. Right. And Tough Fionn draw. was on a tear yep. as well. Yeah. But now that they have the lighter division in the ADCC, that's pretty much like custom for her. Ah, uh, so they're, well, they've split into three now for yes. women's categories? Yes. Nice. So that's awesome. So very excited. We, we sponsor Adele. We love her. We're huge fans. Uh, and she's following the program. Going to have a chat to her later today. And yeah, I'm just excited to see. I, I think she's going to be ADCC champ this year in that new weight category. Fucking legend. Yeah. Pumped. I like it. She's got, um, she's got swagger. She does. In like her she's style of jiu-jitsu. And daddy energy. Yeah. So what's this, this daddy reference? Yeah. I seem to get thrown no, around. No, no, no. Because I think it's, it needs to be a certain uh, boldness with a, a champion. And so for her, she was like, you know, it's like that call me daddy type thing. <laughs> and, you know, she, she, she was rocking the hat and she came in confident. She's like, you what know, was the hat? 
the hat said daddy on it. Ah, she's okay. like, I'm bringing that big daddy energy, you know, like yeah. you're going to have to call me daddy, you know what I mean? And she yeah. had it on her nails as well. <laughs> and it was like, it was really cool, right? Because she is actually quite a modest human. Yeah. But she's funny. She's good. And so I think we're going to see more of that coming out more and more. And yeah, I'm fucking, I'm here for it. Awesome. So good. Go with Delhi. Oh, yes. So, Joey, talk to us about your training right now. You said you've got a little bit of a thing going on. So, for the first time ever in my jiu-jitsu career, I have decided to... Well, not decide to. I'm following a structure with my training. Oh, yeah. First time ever. So, to put this in context for the newer folks. Okay. I've been doing this shit for like 13 years or something. Yes. I'm a black belt yep. of a couple of years. Yep. And I'm like, okay, fuck, got me. <laughs> I'll do some. I'll write some shit down. Some structure. I'll think about this. I'll have a plan. And so I formulated my plan um, when I was driving, doing some long driving over the Christmas break. Cool. Points of reflection. You know, I, I usually endeavor to have like a day of, uh, like, you know, like yourself, like goal setting and reflection and sort of thing for the year ahead around Christmas, New Year. Yep. But we're really busy and, you know, kids and stuff, it's just different time of year of these course. days yes but i found myself in the car solo i was on the road for like four hours and was like and i just felt compelled to start thinking about it so i wrote this plan down in you, my you notes driving with your feet while you well, <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> i wrote the plan down while i was driving in the notes of my phone and so it's beautiful because it lends itself to like i didn't have the ability to come up with anything super complicated yeah which speaks to me yeah right simple stuff that i can do yep and I think I've been influenced a lot by the guys I've been training with. Right. Coach Paul, you know, he's, he, we did a, um, I did a private with him last year. Oh, okay, cool. I've never done a jiu-jitsu private before. Holy shit, I Ever. didn't know that. Yeah, but I was like, hey, Paulie, can we, oh. can we work on something? He's like, yeah, still a pro. I was like, let's do it. Nice. And we just went through some basic stuff, but it was really, it was really good, right? Cool. It just gave me a bit of trajectory. That's cool. And anyway, been influenced by a lot of the, the, the some of the cats there are very studious. And I admire that. And I'm like, all right, what's my, where, am, where do I sit with all this? So what I came up with is, well, Paul gave me some stuff to work on after that, that session. I've got some things I want to address. And I'm like, well, what makes sense? I'm like, well, let's go like six weeks. Six weeks, I'll work on one thing. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, how many six weeks, six week periods are there in a year? There's eight. Mm. There's six, six, 12. Yeah, right. So yeah, it's break like, it down. Yep. So I'm like, all right, we've got eight six week periods. I'm like, well, what are eight things I want to work on? I was like, all right, well, mount. Let's work on mount. Okay, cool. And then let's work on back attacks. Yep. And, then let's, and so I just, I just threw down these things. I didn't think about them too much. But I was like, all right, what do I, wanna, what do I need to do in, in order to make the most of that six weeks? Right, well, I need to identify sort of two to three attacks or things that I'm trying to do, mm. right? Like, like objectives from that yep. position. Uh, maybe it's a defensive thing. But two or three things I'm trying to, trying to do and I also want to identify what my weaknesses are in that position already. Cool. Like say with the mount, I'm like, okay, mount seems fine, but I always get pushed off mount. Yep. So I'm like, all right, well, I've got to come up with a solution for that. Yeah. So that's basically then that d outlines what my thought process is, okay? Identify where I keep fucking up here. And then what are the two to three things I'm trying to achieve? Excellent. And uh, I, so I just did the first six weeks and it was mount. All right. And so this is this was what I was telling you where I... Yeah. Where I mounted and um, just smothered Marina, destroying. <laughs> where where it is right, it's like every role I come into. Not every role, because there's some people I'm like, I don't have the, I'm not good enough to, 
Like I got to just work. You got to do whatever you can. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then if I happen to get there, great. But but you know, if I'm rolling generally with someone who I have a, a, a strength or a skill advantage over, now's my chance to practice. You're going to shape the role. There's a savagery to that because you're like, I'm sorry, we're doing what I want now. I'm just going to mount you for this whole round because <laughs> I'm working on this thing. <laughs> that's the game. But it's funny, right? Like, yeah, I, I think um, all it's done is made me uh, mindful coming into the role. Yeah. And I leave training and I'm like fuck, it's actually really good. Like I've got feedback that I can consider and it's it's quality feedback. Cool. Because I tried, I went in and did something intentionally and mm. it either worked or it didn't. Yes. So why was that the case? Right, analyze. Yeah, whereas before I like just go in and roll and, and whatever yeah, it was, happened. And it wasn't a thoughtful process. Yeah, there's nothing to take from that, right? Mm. And so have you found that other than just thinking about jujitsu more, that that position is improving for you now? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Like even even just that adjustment from, okay, I'm trying to work this mount thing. So rolling with certain cats and I might I get to mount, but they defend my attack. Right. But I persist. Yes. So I go again. Yeah. Oh, I lost I lost the second underhook. Okay, let's get that second underhook back. Lost it again. Yeah. Let's get it back. Four minutes later, I get it. Yeah. Ah, okay, now I can attack the armbar that I wanted. Whereas in the past, I would have been like, Stop trying to do this one same thing. Like you're wasting all this energy. Just do something else. Yes. You know, switch to a, go back to side control or take their back or whatever. Yeah. So the single mindedness of it makes me like, makes me practice that particular thing. Yeah. And it keeps, keeps your attention on it. Right. So you're maybe in a subtle way, you, you're picking up things, even though it might not be conscious, you're, you're conscious to stay there, but you're, each time you're like, oh, I'll try that a bit different or, you know, like, yeah. And then eventually you get it. Why, why the fuck did I lose it that time? Yeah. You know, that's cool. That's yeah. fucking a revelation. It is. Yeah, it's really good. I'm fucking proud of you, dog. I mean, thanks, bro. That's thanks. mad. I'm using my mono journal. I write it in there. Oof, look out. Yeah. Look out. Amazing. Well, God, that's huge. Well, can I take your lead then and say I did some learning on the weekend? What'd you learn about? I went to a Bobby Sandu seminar. Yes, you did. Oh, look out. Our, our, our veteran listeners might recall that JT said he would never attend a Bobby seminar. True. And I, I thought about this and I saw on Bobby's socials that he was doing a seminar at, uh, at Garage Wollongong. And I thought, I go down there. I'm like, I like Bobby. I should support him. Like, why have I taken this stance, you know, other than just being a fucking prick <laughs> so i was like i was like no nah, like you know i i love the guy like he's he's my he's my dog he's my boy so i was like i want to learn what he's learned right and the interesting thing about the seminar was i think it was slated to be like closed guard and half guard that's not really what it was like that's <laughs> bobby has weird and wonderful ways to teach it, it kind of became a little bit more like inversions to leg locks and then rubber guard and i was like whoa all right Cool. Same shit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, so, so it's, all, it's all the same. But the cool thing was Bobby has his approach that, I, you know, I've never been to one of his classes, right? So he has his own approach and I can kind of see, I guess, in ways, hearing the way he talks that, you know, I can see where he's probably maybe taken some delivery techniques from various instructors or whatever. Or like how he's actually presenting. Yeah, and he's talking about a certain thing in a certain context or like you've got to not commit your knee past this point and we call this the low hip block or i'm like okay i haven't all right that must be a b team thing or that sounds a bit more like a danaher thing you know yeah and so it was cool and the interesting thing for me was i actually learned more about 
I felt like I got more from where Bobby started to talk about other factors that affect position. So he actually started talking a little bit about MMA because he will regularly inject himself into Volk's um, training camp. Yeah. Because Craig's there. So he'll just show up. <laughs> he even told me. <laughs> he's like uninvited. Like he's just like, yeah, I'm just part of the team, you know. If Craig's there, I'm there. And then I'm just, you know. <laughs> and he's not a good size match for Volk's camp. You know what I mean? No. Like he's he's fucking huge, dude. Volk's fucking grappling with Craig Jones and Kevin Jazette. Oh man, and you're They're like fucking massive. You're like, bro, and he's and like he's hanging with him, right? Of but course. You're like, These guys don't look like Ilya Tapuri at all. No, dude, <laughs> he's so big. But anyway, it was great. Like great seminar. Um, great to hang out with Bobby. Just chat to him about what he's doing. You know, he's trying. He's working so hard to get his money up and also keep his training up and. Yeah, just really interesting. You've got to respect the like the the hustle, the hustle. Yeah, to be know? to try to put himself at the top of the chain. Yeah, and he said something interesting. Actually. And all that travel and shit. It yeah. all it's all at his cost, right? Yeah, he's you know he's paying it all. Right? Yeah, he's not in, like sponsored in the way that other top I think athletes are. That scramble sponsorship. I the, the two sh- pairs of shorts you sh- get per year. Yeah, don't, don't pay <laughs> for the, the flies. <laughs> Shout out scramble. We love Billy. We love you, Matt. Great brand. Shout out all the scramble fam. They're not paying athletes, right? And most brands can't afford to, you know. Not the ones we know. They're, no, no they, not might, the ones, they might be. Not the ones we fuck with. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Parry, you know, they'll sort you out. <laughs> Shout out, George. Um, no, but I think this here's one of the things is that talking to Bobby about, because he also is doing comedy, right? And so he's talking about how two minutes of comedy is not like three minutes on the mic in comedy is like so brutal compared to like an hour of teaching jujitsu where people want to hear what you have to say and people get self-conscious about teaching but we were talking about who's the best teacher at b team and who'd you learn from and it was really cool to just you know just get his take on what's going on and what he was saying is actually he will probably go and train at a different gym in preparation for the next adcc trials because he feels that the training at b team is much more wrestling oriented like wrestle, takedown, pass, attack, there's not a lot of guard. I mean, people play guard, but he's like, I'm much more of a guard dude and I need more of that in my life right. for my, to be successful. He's like, you know, how do you beat a guy like Isaac? Well, you're not going to probably wrestle him. him. No. So this, is, this was an interesting thing. And so, yeah, it was good. I did learn some stuff. We did have a role. He did catch me in a heel hook. And I didn't escape. <laughs> you tapped. I did tap and I tweaked my fucking knee. <laughs> I was doing the escape. I was I was doing the escape correctly. Good job, Bobby. But he fucking bridged in it. He's gotten stronger in position. Overall, I don't feel like Bobby is like much stronger. Like he, I don't think he's been lifting much. I don't know. You know, I've been giving him some advice, you know, just through messages and stuff. I've seen him doing some lifting. But fuck, in position, he has gotten stronger. Like, and he fucking bridged into that bad boy. No, when it, I, every time I watch the clips he posts of, like, competition, I'm like, motherfucker so looks strong. He's yes. getting on motherfuckers, yeah. yeah. So, shout out, Bobby. But while I was there, job, I heard Bobby. a very good story. And I have to share this story. Shout out, Kate. Kate, I just want to step sideways here because Kate is also a big athletic woman. Amazonian, almost. She's, like, 6'2", six 6'3", six ripped, like... In very good form, surfs, trained for MMA, did a bunch. She told us a story about being attacked while at work. And I was like, what? Who would attack you? I wouldn't want to attack you. But it, she didn't get attacked directly. She had to step in and save her mm. 
her partner. So she's an arborist. So oh, yeah. they cut trees, you know, lock branches that are unsafe and cut it up. And she said this is like midweek at a, in a nice suburb in the like southern southern suburbs of Wollongong, I believe. Won't name this, is a, this is a city that's south of Sydney. South Cut, of Sydney. About an hour south. It's, it's quite beautiful down there, right? Yeah. And she said they're in a rich suburb at like 8.30 in the morning. And they've got a big chipper. You know, they're cutting these branches and they're just doing their job. And she said that she was got, you know, earmuffs on, doing the thing. And just saw all these like witches hats being thrown in the air. And she's like, that's fucking weird. And so her, she works with her partner and he has a fused spine. So it's actually very dangerous for him to take knocks to the head because it could break, like it could sever his spinal cord basically because right. he's got no movement in his neck. Some fucking random Jimbro, and she said he was bigger than her. Well, and she's a, she's a tall human. Tall human. And, and, and said he like snapped one of the uh, rakes, threw it, and started like running up on her partner and was like hitting him and trying to grab him. And she was like, fuck that. Because if he takes a hard knock to the head, it, it could kill him. So she just stepped in like, hey, man, what, what, are you, what are you? Oh, you fucking woke me up. You fucking dumb bitch. And she was like, whoa, hey, hey, it's 8.30 in the morning, bro. Like, we're allowed to work now. Like, we're just doing our job. So like, you need to get the fuck out. And, he st- and she's like, hey, man, you need to stay back. She stepped in. Now, this is where we need to talk about Ryan Walsh. Because he had taught some self-defense and had taught um, Kate to spar bare knuckle. Ryan is her coach. Is her coach the head owner black belt. Of, of Garage Wollongong. And it was re- he was very he was just sitting there. Remembering that our listeners are not locals, they may not know. <laughs> yeah, but we've mentioned him a couple times, right? We've mentioned Ryan Walsh a couple times. Anyway, not to worry. He was sitting there very calmly listening to his story. He's like, yeah, and we like me and Bobby were like bare knuckle sparring at jujitsu, and he was like, yeah, well, you have to be much more accurate with how you place your punches and. You don't swing wildly because you'll hurt your hand. And, and she was like, yeah, so I was just thinking about like, you know, what the coach taught me. And so I just stepped in. I was like, hey, buddy, step back. And, and, and he just tried to lunge in and she just went, oh, bah, bah, and just bah, rocked his head back. But she said, but unfortunately, it didn't stop him. And he was just like a bit confused. And so she started like John Jones, like oblique kicking him in the leg. Like, hey, buddy, just back up, back up. And this guy was like, just all full of testosterone and like wanting to come forward and kill. And clearly dude couldn't fight. He just kept lunging forward. So she just sidestepped, just lighting him up every time. And she said that she had to do this maybe like 10 times. She kept going like, buddy, just fuck off. We're doing our job. Like you need to chill, dude. And he's just like, oh, you stupid bitch. And she's like, all right. Well, she just, and the funny thing was she was just talking about, she remembered this lesson about maintaining distance and like landing cleanly and that's what she did and she was fucking hitting the dude with the two-piece and soda boy she was giving the fucking mars vidal every time bit of john jones cha-cha in the leg you get in too close and she said her middle knuckle was starting to like swell up a bit and there's like old people coming out you know like holding their coffees like Oh, what's this disturbance? What is this? She's like, can someone please call the fucking police? <laughs> just wow. having to light this guy up. And he was so persistent. And she just kept like dinging him. And then I think she um, either like moused his eye up or split his lip because he was like starting to lose a taste for the action. <laughs> and then um, she's like, hey, mate, they've called the cops. You need to fuck off. And he was like, uh. and then apparently he let out this really weird like <laughs> kind of laugh. <laughs> and then like, 
went to run off. But as he went to run off, his phone fell out his pocket. So he legged it 20 metres down the road and he's like, fuck, I got my phone. And then he kind of awkwardly ran back. You know when you forget your keys? You know when you say goodbye to everybody? You leave and you're like, fuck, I left my keys. So you have to re-enter the party and get the key. It was like that. They're like, oh, thank God he's gone. And he just came back and was like, <laughs> I forgot my phone. <laughs> Gets the phone and then runs off down the street. And she fucking saved the day, mate. Wow. And she was she was like quite pleased. She wasn't distressed. People were like, oh, are you okay? Like, are you, like, are you, are you, did he, did that man assault you? She was like, assault me? I assaulted him. I'm fucking good. <laughs> she was like so pleased with herself. So she like, the first person she called was her coach, Ryan. Oh, wow. I maintained the distance. I kept my hands up. <laughs> you know, I, I lit him up. It was so clean. Coach would have been so proud. And he was. And he was sitting there like quietly. Like he's a very humble guy. He's just sitting there like, yep, that's a good example of my teaching. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she was actually concerned he might come back with like a car or try and run into him or whatever. But he's not going to go get his mates, is he? You know, <laughs> he's like, oh, boys, I've just been just fucked up by this chick with a chainsaw. It's like, oh, <laughs> you picked the wrong fight, buddy. You know, you should probably learn some things and not just attack random people. And so, wow, yeah, yeah. awesome. She, um, she's she's a such belt. a she's such a gentle soul. She's a lovely, yeah. Like, like it's it's funny to think. Like I've seen her compete. I remember when um, when we went to uh, Mies and I and Leo went and to one of the A gig comps. Yep. On the northern beaches, and uh, she was competing. I think she ended up competing against Nikki. Right. In the final. That's tough. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. Um, Nikki was on a, a heel hook spree yep. at the time, but um, but I remember seeing Kate like go through and like win her win her matches, and she's like, it's yeah, she's such a lovely, gentle person. It's funny to see those people, it to, to imagine them in a moment of conflict, mm. you know, but extremely physically capable. I can imagine she would have just been able to, you know, yeah, nullify this cat. Yeah, and she's got that reach, right? She was like, oh, I knew he had longer arms than me. He was taller than me, stronger than me. So I had to just maintain the distance. And she was talking about using the oblique kick. And I was like, wow, oh, you're like Mars Vidal and John Jones combined. Yeah, but without all of the bullshit history of abuse. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I was like, you're the BMFF. Good. You're a bad motherfucking female. Like, I was like, wow, you are a champion. I Anyway, I asked her could I tell this story? And she said, yes, I wanted to get her on the show to talk about it. But she's like, oh no, like she really like played it off. And I was like, dude, this is an epic story of self-defense. And I was like, were you tempted to like shoot the double or like were you tempted to like guillotine the guy? She's like, no, I didn't want to end up on my back on the road, you know, right near the edge of the road. And yeah, and it was like, it was interesting to hear her thought process about just trying to keep this guy at bay. And she just kept doing the same thing maintain the distance lighten him up and eventually he just didn't want that fucking smoke how funny so good. i like the 10th go he's like ah, this isn't Fuck, working i'm for getting me. fucked up i gotta yeah. stop just it's like joey in. just trying to get that underhook back <laughs> <laughs> well no i think you're possibly a lot more effective than this guy but it just seems <laughs> but so there sh- is an end point isn't there but it, <laughs> where you're like hang on a second whatever i'm doing isn't is, working this is not effective yeah let's stop now and but review do you need to be punched <laughs> in the head 20 fucking times to know that it's weird. I guess some do. Some do, but it's interesting because she said he was clearly very jacked, strong, like gym kind of guy, but just didn't know how to fight. He, she said he didn't even put his hands up. He just kept trying to lunge forward and grab her. Like, <laughs> dude, big mistake. But yeah, man, that was an epic story. And so it was like really nice to be down there with all those people doing jujitsu, 
And it just reminded me it's so cool to stay connected to a community of cool people. Yeah. And so that was a, that was a beautiful thing. How good. Yeah. Uh, you've, been, you've got a good connection going on down at, yeah. down at Wollongong Garage, huh? Yeah, I pop down there. Like, I don't go down there probably maybe once a month. Yep. Yeah, just get down there. It's always the open mat, always really good. Are you rolling anywhere else right now? Um, yeah, I, I had a bit of a roll out at Gracie Baja um, in Penrith, actually. There's yep. a gym out there. Shout out Jace. Um, lovely guy, just very inviting. Just said, hey, man, we've got the open mat. Jump, come through. Actually, the connection is my boy Jack. Jack was in the same year as my sister. Uh, anyway, I, I knew him when he was a teenager, being a knockabout kind of lad. He, um, funny guy, got into tattoo art, got into a bunch of stuff. Cool, cool kid. I didn't see him for like 10, 15 years. I saw him at his first jujitsu comp. I was like, Jack? He's like, what's up, man? He's like, it's my first jujitsu comp. He was so pumped. I'm like, dude, yes, I'm so happy for you. Because I hadn't seen him in such a long time. And, and when I knew him, it was like different circumstances. So it's so nice to see him connected to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. And so he invited me to go to, to, to go train there. And then I'm going to go train at his gym at some point, which is uh, GB Hawkesbury. Okay. So it's like my local area. I'm out in the West. And uh, yeah, really cool. Any of these a regular thing? Uh, yeah, like it's, it's becoming more of a regular thing, I'd say. Like for me, my night, I got my nights back. So yep. if I can manage it, I'll, I'll go do it. I did visit, um, out at Alpha Jiu Jitsu, um, which was cool, uh, with Zave and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm visiting many different gyms and so that's giving me an opportunity to meet and roll with lots of different people. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. I feel very privileged because even though I've had one or two people take a dig at me, uh, say, oh, the guy who trains at more gyms than I've had hot dinners. I'm like, well. Like who says that? I don't know, fucking people, you know. I mean, I, who, would, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, but but no, apparently some people do. They're like, uh, like you don't have loyalty. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with everybody. It's probably like a 50-year-old that says that. No, but it was, I was like, well. Look, man, I, like, I don't know how many hot dinners you had. I mean, <laughs> judging by the look of you, probably a few. But, uh, but no, I just, for me, I think I'm very lucky because I, I will always contact the instructor and be like, hey, what's up? Do you mind if I come train? I'm always going to pay that courtesy. Yeah. But people are pretty welcoming, you know, generally in jiu-jitsu. They're like, yeah, just come train. So, yeah, man, I'm trying to get to some more open mats. Nothing super structured at the moment other than um, judo. Trying to, I would like to... I want to get that judo black belt. Mm. So ah. uh, the judo gym that's close to me is Kokoro. Mm. Uh, but they have limited classes because it's not like a... You know, judo is not as popular as it once was. Yeah. But yeah, I want to do more more stand-up in the gi. You been in there yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there once or twice. Cool. Sick. But they got... like That's the thing. It's dominated by kids. It's not like a real... Like in the same way you have certain jiu-jitsu gyms have bigger kids' classes, stuff like that. Yeah. The instructor there is very much focused on developing the next generation and so there's not as many adults. Right. So, yeah, man. Anyway, I'm just finding my way. I'm getting, getting back in the flow, trying to learn some more. How good. Obviously, it's going to be very dangerous because Joey now has a method for learning jujitsu as opposed to just brutalizing everyone. That's so. right. If fucking this can't let me mount him <laughs> over. <laughs> let, let, just, let me, just let me start just in start the mount. Just start in mount. <laughs> it's game One over. fucking roll. <laughs> let me start in the mount. Okay. Well, we should... I'll let... Okay. I'll let you. Let's start there. Because here's the thing. This I is, don't actually want that. I is, don't think my, my attack's going to be effective. This is my bad habit. I don't mind if people get mount on me. 
Like I'm actually pretty good with my defense from out. Yeah, I'm not a huge. I don't, I don't mind it either. It's until, not good unless it's someone that is actually like like yeah. when Adam does. Oh yeah. Like oftentimes because because you're like because you're copying pressure right, mm. and then someone mounts you, and you're like, ah, now they're just sitting on my stomach. <laughs> well, but depending on the person. yeah, but then the fucking cascade. Like if they're good, so much bad stuff can happen. Oh yeah, I would actually say the person, uh, the worst mount I've been under is a guy called Shahar Khan, who I was, know him. He's Gracie yeah. Baha guy, wasn't he? I think he was, a black, he was a black belt under um, Sinusik and Parash. Oh, was he? And I don't know big where dude. he is now. Big, strong guy. Yeah. Had great stand-up. Looked like a dark-skinned Dolph Lundgren <laughs> to me. Yeah. I mean, athletic guy, handsome dude. Shout out, Shahar. And, bro, I remember one time I couldn't get out from under his mount for a whole 10-minute round. Mm. I survived. But holy shit, he fucking messed me up. I was like, no, I... I will refuse to give the armbar, refuse to give the choke. And he's like, okay, well, you're just going to fucking die here, buddy. Anyway, didn't tap from there, thank God. But being there was possibly thank one of Thank God, the because tapping is worse than no, death it was itself. Just, no, but it was just... <laughs> I, but in my head, I just had this thing that I knew he was really good at the cross choke from Mount. Like, right. he really had that as a skill. And I was like, I wonder if I can survive that. Right. And I did, but I re- kind of regretted it. Yeah. Like, you may have had that experience where you're like, no... Nah, I'm just going to grit my way out of this. And it was just actually worse than giving up <laughs> in a way. But uh, yeah, man, we should do it. We should do it. I'd love to I'd love to experience the new improved Joey Mount. Go on. All right. We'll do we'll it. Do it. Nice. Perfect. There it is. My guy. Cheers, Thanks, guys. Thanks for the catch up. Thanks.